Rolling. You're on the nuclear knucklehead show. Hey, check it out. 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 You're hearing the number one least heard show in the universe. Coming to you live from the very tip top of Crawford Mountain. And up here, up here at the top of the world, I get a different view. I have a different I got a whole other way of looking at things. Of course, I believe in God and Jesus. You know, I believe Jesus walked on the water, raised a man from the dead. So, of course, I got a different point of view. And I'm going to tell you about it. But first, if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can do that at nuclearknucklehead at yahoo.com. All one word. All one mind. With many directions. Now, my last show, I talked about praying our way out of this. You know, if you wanted to. But the world, as I know it, America is my world that I live in because I don't live in England Ireland France I don't live in the Ukraine or Russia Saudi Arabia I don't live in Nigeria I live in America America 
And I believe America is a Christian nation. Because uh, I was allowed to be a Christian my whole life. I was allowed to claim that I was anyway. But even in a place where America being a Christian nation doesn't mean Christians are running it. Doesn't mean that everybody I see is a Christian. Doesn't mean that everywhere I look a Christian built that. Because in America, there's all kinds of people, all kinds of faith. There's all of them here, Buddhists, Hinduists, Islamic, there's all of it is here in America. And you know, they all got their own guidelines, no matter what they are, there isn't some kind of religious thing out there that doesn't have rules, that don't have their do's and don'ts. Except for maybe what I call liberal, progressive, They don't seem to care for anybody's rules, if you want to call it that. Rules, I don't know. But they're changing what they all think. However, they all believe it's not allowed in America. Even though our Constitution says that all of them are equal and have the equal rights to do it. You know, me being a Christian, and I don't agree with all Christians, and even Christians don't agree with all Christians because there are so many different faiths of Christians. Some churches... If you play music and dance and sing, you're going to hell. Some churches, if you can't sing and dance and praise Jesus, you're going to go to hell. So, how do we get to that point? You know what I'm saying? Now, I was listening to Let's Get Jacked Up. One of their older shows... Jack and Johnny from the Iron Show were having a disagreement about how to spread the word. You know, and I thought they were both kind of wrong. And they were both kind of right. So how do you spread the word? Huh? Like me, I believe... My job is to 
spread the word about Jesus. So I'm like, hey man, do you know about Jesus? And they say no. I'm like, you want to hear about him? And they say no. I'm like, alright, have a good one. But if somebody says, I go, hey, you want to hear about Jesus? Or, you know, I say, have you heard about him? And they go, no. Would you like to? And they say, yes. I start talking about how Jesus loves them. And that's my job. Pretty simple. I'm not supposed to sit there and pick them apart. Because we could do that in our own church. Pick each other apart in our own church. So why would I need to go out and do that? Uh, we could do it right in our own churches. But, I honestly believe, because it says so back in the Old Testament, I'm ad-libbing and making it up as I go along, maybe, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But God talks about Him and His will. It's on the hearts of men. They know it. So I don't really need to tell them the Ten Commandments. Or God don't like this, God don't like that. It's in the book. It's in their heart already. You know, like an example. You know, and the Bible says men aren't supposed to lay with men. Alright, now it means that men aren't supposed to be having sex with men. Now, do I bring that up to a gay guy? Tell him, hey man, you know that's wrong. You're going to go to hell. You don't straighten up. I think that's my job. That job's already taken care of. It's in their heart. And if you read the Bible, you pray to God, you pray to Jesus, you come along. You'll know what you can and can't do, how you should act. But being a Christian, trying to follow in Jesus' footsteps, that's hard to do. It is. It's hard not to sin in this world. You know, I've, I've grown up with Jesus and God. can never remember time without Him. But I've made mistakes. I've never gone to prison. Spent any time in jail. But I believe God looking out for me. Helped me out along the way. And that's why when I, you know, like last show, I'm like, man, we can pray for people that I think like Obiden 
to have his heart opened up, filled up with God and Jesus. And then he would know. Now he might make mistakes, but he'd know. You know, I talked in the last show about Second Timothy. Let's see if I can pull that up again. This is uh this know this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lover of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers false accusers incontinent fierce despisers of those who are good oh my let me I just got a request to do another show so let me pause this and I will come back okay we're gonna make this happen Alright, <clears throat> sorry about that, we'll see how this works out in the editing. Alright, so I was talking about Christians and conviction, law, all that good stuff for the time being. But, I kind of bring that all up because of um, our political climate. You know, I got an email from my buddy Matt, Mr. Matt Matthew, <laughs> and uh, he doesn't feel very good about how the world is turning right now. Bad things appear to be on the way. Now, of course, my simple point of view on that is, is well, the world's been ending. As soon as Eve took a bite out of the tree of knowledge, good and evil, or life, I can't remember. One of the two. Sorry about that. I'm not going to back up. Anyway, since that happened... been on a downside. I mean, all their kids, grandkids, and all the way to Noah messed it all up. I mean, by the time I got to Noah, Noah was the only one left standing that was worth anything. The last and only righteous man But here we are, in a world where up is down, black is white, good is bad. But of course that's my opinion, right? Like, I think it's bad to 
put drag queens in schools teaching kids about sex. But that's me. You know, this is America. And that's where you get the right to vote with your feet. Like you know me, I live in Florida. They've got some things set up in school where kids don't need to be talked to about sex or you're going to get in trouble until they're a certain age. But then there's people complaining about that. There are people actually complaining that they can't talk to kids about sex. I'm not talking about teenagers. I'm talking about kids in kindergarten, head start, first grade, second grade, third grade. I don't think they need to be hearing that. I think they need to be taught how to read, write, and arithmetic. You know, the three R's. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. There's plenty enough time to think that you're something else. You know, I look down and I see a, I see a penis between my legs. And I'm like, okay, I'm a man. But... Even if I lost my penis at this point, I wouldn't think I was a woman. You know, my body's different than my honey's. My breasts don't look like hers. My belly don't look like hers. My butt and hips, feet and hands, none of it look the same. My sister, we came out of the same man and woman. And she's not built like me. Now my brother, he built like me. He kind of carry the same genes. Kind of sound alike. Kind of like that. Kind of like my dad. I remember answering the phone way back when, when I was at the house, and people start talking to me like I was my dad. And I'm like, hey, hold on, let me go get my dad. And I've talked with women who sounded like men, but you know what? They didn't look like a man when I met them. They looked just like a girl. But I've been raised by God and Jesus. Grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins who were all in church. And we all didn't go to the same church. I was the Church of Christ. Some of them were Pentecostal. Some of them were Baptists. Some of them were in those churches where they didn't like you singing and dancing. But we still got along. Just fine. But as a person who believes in God and Jesus and the devil... Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub. To me, they're all the same. And on that end, we got God's got a plan, and the devil just tries to copy God, but in the opposite, right? So God says you shouldn't do this. The devil says, "Hey, what's wrong with doing that? You should be able to do whatever." Well, cool. Well, then you don't have to believe in God. You can do whatever you want. Okay? But as me, 
There's limitations. Like, see, I, I can't go do things. Now we got in, in America, we got laws, right? American laws. So there's things I can't do just because I'll have to pay a fine or go to jail if I do those things. Like speeding or running a tri- traffic stop or uh, burning down a building. You know, and then God's got the Ten Commandments. So, you know, but I'm supposed to obey the laws of man as a Christian. But as a Christian, sometimes those laws are, you know, I can't do. There does come a time where I have to say no. Even, and I've talked about that on this show many times. Is I believe I was put here to say no. That sometime in my lifetime, my faith is going to be put to the test and I'm going to have to tell them no. And because I believe in the Bible, you know, it's not going to work out well for me. But it doesn't say for me to go fight them, kill them, or hurt them, or cuss them, or any of that. Right? That's why I've always thought I'm just supposed to be here to say no. I'm not supposed to be here and pull out a sword and cut everybody else's heads off. I'm supposed to die for Christ. You know, and that's something I don't think a lot of Christians realize that we're not going to make it out of here alive. And that's sad. Always wondered why we couldn't. Why we couldn't just figure it out. I'm like, I figured it out. All you got to do are a few things. But it's not like you got to do them. Once you believe in God and Jesus, these are things that you're inspired to be like Jesus. There's nothing wrong with how Jesus walked around and lived. He did a few finger pointings at people and told them some things. He also brought up the past. Past books that were written down that these people already knew. They already knew it by the time he got here. So we're kind of set in a world where It's hard to be like Jesus. Now my goal has always been to make it out of this world alive. I've always in my heart, my heart, a heart, heart, wanted 
to be such a I don't know maybe not be a good Christian but have so much faith in God and Jesus that they came down like uh, um oh poo maybe it's not Enoch but uh anyway there's been a few that didn't die God came right down and said you know what come with me you are alright that's kind of been my goal is for God to look down at the old nuclear knucklehead old Bentley Craig and say come on Bentley you're alright dude you got it you understood what I was talking about you understood why I came back you understood it all brother good job come with me I've been like thank you but also is it kind of like my in my my nature like when I I do home repairs and rebuild things I don't want anybody coming to me and telling me hey man you did that all wrong you're fired I like it when people come to me and man, dang dude you did a good job you did a great job I should have hired you first it's like I said a lot of times I get paid to fix what stupid people fixed but there's still things in my world I need to do I believe in my heart of heart you know I smoke I don't know if I smoke too much but I, I think I need to quit I get angry at people I don't get violent I might cuss them I might come might become unhinged occasionally but I also like to tell people I'm a recovering redneck that don't mean I'm recovering from drugs that means I'm recovering from punching you in the nose when you've crossed the line in my opinion but punching people in the nose when they do something wrong not really a good thing in the eyes of man in their court system now I just punch them in the nose punch them in their sternum really sometimes their gut but I don't beat on people somebody when I was a young man they said something about my mom they got punched punched right in the nose boom and I didn't drop him and kick him and hurt him real bad just let him know you can't talk like that but now after I'm you know getting up to 60 I suppose not quite but I'm, I'm getting there I don't react like that anymore usually I'm what you call smart arse 
I say something. I usually say something back like, now you sound like my mom. People don't like to hear that for some reason. You sound like my mother. But, I pray about it. And I've gone back to those people and be like, hey, I shouldn't have done that. I apologize. I know I did that in front of your buddies. I didn't mean to embarrass you, but... But I also grew up in a neighborhood where saying something about someone's mom was the same thing as starting a fight. They just didn't want to punch you first. Maybe they just wanted to sit there and holler and yell. Now luckily, honestly, I never had to fight that much. But, you know, you get a reputation for punching somebody in the nose real quick. People don't usually come up running their mouth at you. But I wasn't always around where my reputation was. So I did become good at talking my way out of a fight, maybe. Or avoiding having to hurt someone or getting hurt. Become very good at that. And I'd call that a win at the end. You know? I'd ask them if they needed a hug. I don't know how many people I've hugged. They had come up to start a fight with me. So a lot of times, those people, when I was a young man, probably didn't mean what they said as much as they were just crying for help. And I helped them in the wrong way. Or, I don't know. But I know now, Jesus wouldn't punch them in the face. know when one of his apostles sat there and cut dude's ear off Jesus gave him the eye and put the guy's ear back on right like, dude don't do that don't treat people that way yeah they're treating me that way but don't you treat them the way they treat you That was a rule I lived by for a while, was to treat people the way they treated me. Which is also a bad idea. But the world is definitely being overrun by Satan and his minions. and uh, But it has always been. I mean, when Jesus was walking around on earth... Satan and the devil, whatever, Lucifer was right there. Right there with him. They met, took him out to the desert, hung out. And they talked. Of course, the devil offered him everything. It wasn't his to offer. It wasn't his. That's his now, kinda. I think he's got demons and evil spirits and all kinds of things at his disposal going on right now. And I don't believe that, or I do believe that if some of those politicians were in front of me, 
I could I could change their mind. I could make them see the light with words, not being mean to them. You know, sometimes I uh, tell people, shame on you. Like I was walking into a store. 2020, I walked in, they're like, hey, you need a mask? And I'm like, no. And they're like, no, you, you, you do need a mask to come in here. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't, I'm not wearing a mask. And are you sure you can tell me that I can't? They're like, yeah, it's just a store policy. And I'm like, well, shame on you for being like that. Shame on you. And I leave. One time I walked into a place and they asked me if I was vaccinated. And I told them they weren't allowed to ask me that. They're like, oh yeah, it's store policy. And I'm like, I don't care what your store policy is. You cannot ask me if I'm vaccinated. That is none of your business. And you know what? They couldn't. I called the corporation head. I got a hold of one of the top dogs and was like, hey. Yeah, that was me. I came in and they said this. I said that. And I wasn't nice about any of it. And I used words I probably shouldn't have used. But you know what? It started with your person asking me in front of everybody in that store. And then I did. I called everybody out in there, walking around with their mask on, looking at me with their eyeballs, all scared, pushing their carts. And then I pointed at all of them. Shame at all of you for allowing this to happen. And that wasn't a Christian thing. That was an American thing. Because... That's the law of man, too, right? If I'm supposed to live by the law of man, and the law of man says they ain't allowed to ask me that, it means they ain't allowed to ask me that. I'm not allowed to say, hey, are you vaccinated? I'm like, you're not my doctor. You're not my lawyer, and you're definitely not my judge. But... After I got off the phone, or before I got off the phone with uh, that one corporation person, I was allowed to come back in. I was allowed to come back in without a mask. I was allowed to come back in whether I had a vaccine or not, because they weren't allowed to ask that. He's like, I don't know why. I was like, yeah, well... I was like, you know, I hope you have that all on video. He's like, yeah, we got that. We we saw you. I'm like, good. And then this guy and me, we had a big long conversation about vaccines, things like that. And you know what, that guy, he's on the same page as me. About vaccines. I've just never wanted to take one. Some people are like, I'm not taking it because my religion says I don't, I'm not supposed to take things like that. 
Well, my part, the way I grew up, it's not that I'm not supposed to take them. I believe in going and getting stitched up or healed up. I've had shots. As a matter of fact, I've had all my shots, you know, when I was a kid. And only the Lord knows and some creepy people in the military can tell you what shots I actually got when I was in there. But at that point, I was under the laws of man. And I had to take those shots. I'd signed a piece of paper. God had warned us about making oaths. You know, when I made that oath to the military, I was 17. I was out of basic training. I was months out before I turned 18. So I was young. I was back in high school. But, I took those shots and I swore to defend the Constitution forever and always. And I kind of feel like I I do. Because I, I think the Constitution was written by God. He, he took those men and changed their hearts to write that paper. Just like he took King James and changed his heart and made the Holy Bible possible. You know, Ben Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, John Hancock, John Adams, all those guys, none of them were good people. You know, they all owned slaves, did creepy things. You look into Ben Franklin... He did all kinds of creepy things. But they sit down and they wrote that piece of paper. And I think it was inspired by God. I don't know in their head whether they believed it or not. But I do. I believe it was inspired by God. And I don't think any of them were holy men. That's just my opinion. But man, the laws of man now are actually unconstitutional, in my opinion. You know, they're going into churches arresting preachers. They did one right down here in Tampa Bay, Florida. Arrested a preacher man for having church. That's unconstitutional. Can't do that. But they did it. Now he's out. You know what? I need to go to that church. I need to go find it and seek him out. Thank him for for standing up. Because the hard part about being Christian, believing in Jesus, is that you have to be prepared to die in Christ. You know, 
because there's, you're not getting out of here without doing that. You know, if this is the end times now, no way do you get out of here without getting your head cut off. No way can you not accept the mark of the beast without losing your head and people applauding it when it happens. But I always believe I'm just here to say no to them. No, we accept the mark of the beast. No. <laughs> no, of course not. Are you stupid? Only stupid people would take the mark of the beast, right? Period. And I don't mind saying that. And there's a lot of things that you can do and pray your way right into heaven. You can break all the rules just about and ask for forgiveness and still get into heaven. But taking that mark of the beast... I don't think you're allowed to. Maybe you can ask for forgiveness once you took it. I don't know how that goes. I'm just no. I'm not taking a mark of the beast. Whatever it is, I don't know what it is. I never thought it was a vaccine. Whatever it is, they're gonna let you know what it is, and you're gonna know who it's for. It's not gonna be sneaky or deceiving. You're gonna know. I mean, when I was growing up, I remember hearing that the barcode was the mark of the beast. The WWW was the mark of the beast. There's been all kinds of mark of the beast. Getting a chip into your hand to pay for things at the at the grocery store is the mark of the beast. Oh no, they're going to tell you it's the mark of the beast when you take it not that I'm taking implants so I can pay for things just by waving my hand but I guess all that's for a different kind of discussion maybe what do you think you know I realize how rare my listeners are Ain't nothing like the rarity of you, my brother, my sister, who's listening right now, wherever you are. There's nothing more rare than you. Billions and billions of people makes you rare if you're listening to to me. You know, I've only gotten, and I was talking to somebody else, the oddity potity. <clears throat> Trying to talk to her into doing, I like her show. And it's not Christian or anti-Christian, it's just odd stuff to talk about. Uh, history and paranormal things. But I uh, was saying that I've only gotten good emails from people. The only email that was any kind of negative was somebody saying, Why do you talk so slow? But that was it. 
But I have gotten hateful emails from people who I've reached out to to come on my show. Because they're like, oh, well, what's your show again? I want to listen. And then they come back and they're like, oh, no, dude, you are horrible. You're just absolutely a horrible person for the things that you say and believe. And I'm like, oh, yeah? Well, you know, you're the racist one, right? You are the hateful one. You're the one who can't accept people. You know, I can't accept people who hurt kids. Like complaining about not being able to talk to elementary school kids about sex. You're the, that's the kind of people I don't like. Because that's one of those things Jesus did say. It was like, you know, woe to you the people who hurt kids or children. It's better to just go drown yourself right now than to deal with me. Man, Jesus. He's like, go kill yourself. Because that would be better for you than what's coming. Like I said, in the Old Testament, it, it told people. And it told me that everything that's on my heart is in their heart. They know it. They know the ins and the outs and the do's and the don'ts of what they should be doing and how they should be doing it. It's not up to me to tell them that, but I will tell them they need to quit messing with these kids. Leave them alone or do what Jesus said. Go drown yourself. People... They don't like that. One of them was in a uh, Seattle guy. I won't call him out. And then uh, a couple other ones that were, well, I'm, I'm not calling anybody out. But they didn't like my opinion about things. They didn't like me saying I didn't like drag queens in schools teaching kids how to be drag queens telling them they're not boys or girls you could be anything you want to be or you'll figure out what you are what are you talking about why are you saying such lies to a child it's been like that for six seven eight thousand years kids have figured out what they are now, of course, a lot of the Old Testament deals with God's wrath going in on whole towns, a whole group of people, a whole country of people getting wiped off the face of the earth because they were doing things with little kids. Which is one of the things when I do run into them and I do get to talking about them and they tell me how hateful God is. And I just like to remind them, man, those people you're talking about, they were murdering kids. They were sacrificing children. You know, so I'm cool with anybody that goes in and takes out a whole country because they were sacrificing children.
You know, here in America, years ago, 50s, 60s, parents signed their kids up for lobotomies. So, of course, they're going to sign their kids up for gender reassignment because people are stupid for whatever reason. Alright, so I might be getting a little bitter right now. I might be a little bit off topic. What I really wanted to talk about was... Is the world coming to an end? Well, yeah, it is. It's coming. Is it right now? I don't know. Sure seems like it, doesn't it? When you get people telling us that the border's secure... The President of the United States... The Vice President of the United States... All these Democratic senators and congressmen telling us our borders are secure. There's no illegal aliens coming across it. And I'm sitting looking at them all coming across it. You know, I don't have a problem with people coming to this country. I wouldn't want to be in any other country but this country. I don't want to be in Nicaragua or Honduras. I don't want to be in Colombia, El Salvador. No way would I want to be living there, trying to raise kids there. Of course I'd want to come to America. Oh yeah. You know, in being a Christian nation, we're supposed to help out our brothers and our strangers. It's up to us to help the poor. But to sit here and tell me that it's not happening, that's one thing. And me feeling the way I do, that's another. You know, the way I was raised is... They crossed the border to America. They made it. They like made it out of a hellhole. A frightening haunted house. A scary graveyard. I don't know. But I always thought anywhere else was not a happy good place to be. Except here in America. Where we were free and equal. But they're changing all that now. We're not all equals, you can tell by our politicians. And of course, that's always been that way. You know what? Saving the politicians, not my job. Getting them to heaven, not my job. Helping out strangers when they need it, well, it's kind of part of my code of being in with God and Jesus. Because to be honest with you, you don't know if that's an angel in front of you that you're turning away. You know, I think it's been about seven, eight years ago. I was out doing some work downtown in my hometown, two o'clock in the morning. It was all done, really. Coming back to my vehicle, this old lady, 
come walking up to me. I seen her around. She's like, hey, you got any money? You got any extra change? I'm like, no. Because like I said, I've seen her around. She turns around. She didn't argue with me. She didn't walk too far before my head told me, hey, dude, you know you don't know her. you just seen her. You don't know that woman. You don't know what she does. I had an idea. I'm not stupid, but... I went and chased her down. I was like, hey, here you go. Here's a couple bucks. God bless you. She thanked me. Walked off. Did she do what with that money? I don't know. I do know. A couple weeks later, I was at another job and uh, saw her picture in the newspaper. They were talking about her. She had been arrested for being a prostitute. Well, this lady wasn't really prostitute material, I thought. You know, I'm thinking like maybe L.A., Las Vegas hooker kind of thing. No, she wasn't like that. But they're like, can you believe that? And I'm like, yeah, I know that woman. She's a street person I can't believe they arrested her for being a prostitute but she's always asking for money like I'm giving her money I didn't give her a lot but and I try to hook people up not all the time do I hook up a beggar, you know, but sometimes I just don't have money. You know, what's a buck or two to me? Because a buck or two to some people is a lot of money. A lot of money. Like a hundred dollars to someone like me. Could be a buck to someone who's hungry. Could be a lot of money. You know, when I drive around and Tampa or somewhere and get off the exit there'll be some homeless person there and they'll come up with my windows down or you know and I don't mind making eye contact with people I'm not afraid of that I'm not afraid of them approaching me because I don't mind telling them no I, I don't have it you know like man I, I ain't got no money on me They're like hey you got cash app I'm like get away from me I'm not cash apping homeless dude. Sorry, I'm not going that route. But, you know what? Here's a couple Krispy Kreme donuts, or here's a couple Dunkin' Donuts I haven't gotten to yet. Would you like them? And I'm like, yeah. Well, here you go. So there's nothing wrong with that. But the world will come to an end if we're not going to help people out. But it is coming. I hope it don't come while I'm here. Like I said, I love the world. And I know that's that's probably a big sin. God said don't do that. But the way I love the world is I love God's world. I love having my feet bare and walking through the woods. I'm in my happy place. 
when I got my walking stick and my dog and I actually don't have a pair of shoes on and I'm hiking through the woods I am in heaven when I'm swimming out in the ocean somewhere snorkeling looking at a coral reef and looking at fish and I'm in heaven when I'm doing that somehow I could stay underneath that water longer than I need to be stay and you know what are you going to do and I say we pray 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 every day and I know you do Matthew you told me I believe you and you know what it is kind of scary these days because you listen to the politicians and they're not cool with people like me they're not cool with people like you Matthew Laura Kathy and many many more even though you're rare like I said and it's the number one least (laughs) listened to show especially compared to Joe Rogan but this show ain't for Joe Rogan's people this show is just for you and me maybe my I don't know my vanity no not really though it does give me a little thing in my heart when I see that ooh I got a new listener I got, I got a new download. But my grandma, my mama Meadows, she talked to me about my vanity. She was watching me one day in front of the mirror when I was about 9 or 10 or 8 or 12, I don't know. She was telling me about vanity then. And all I was doing was just combing my hair. Trying to look pretty. Trying to make myself look handsome. And I bet I didn't spend a whole lot of time in front of the mirror doing my hair after my mama talked to me about vanity. I think I pretty much either just slapped some gel in my hair and let it go. And didn't even look. Or just brush it, put on a baseball cap. So we all got our issues to work out. None of us are perfect except for Jesus. And me just rambling on and on and on and on. But this show isn't for 7 billion people. It's for one person. That one person, and you'll know who you are. And you'll know it's time to pick up a Bible. It's time to call out Jesus' name. And that's really all you got to do. Everything else. I don't care what you're doing. What kind of sin people told you you've been committing. You call out Jesus' name and ask Him to come into your heart. And all that will work out. All of it. You know, if your sin's stealing, 
you're probably going to be stealing less pretty soon. Probably be eventually stop stealing altogether. You tell lies, you probably quit doing that. Because there's so many sins. And that's why it's hard for me to call out somebody for sin. You know, a lot of times, the only one, like I said, is about the kids. A lot of times, it's all about gay or the this, that, or the other. And I'm like, man, you know, there are other sins. You could lie. Like, I remember last year, I was talking about a gay preacher. I need to get him on here. But I was talking about him with another friend of mine. And he's like, no, man, you can't be gay and a preacher, blah, 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 blah. And I just happen to know one of his sins. I'm like, well, you know, uh, being addicted to pornos probably something you should look at, too. I mean, while you're out pointing fingers, I was like, is there any difference between being gay and being a liar? Or a thief, or an adulterer. Hmm. Is there any difference between being gay and being disrespectful to your parents? Which one of them's more? More sinful, because they really isn't a level of sinful. It's not like, well, this is one, this is one, this is one. Only one really, you know, taking the Lord's name in vain, being a heretic, and like I said, doing bad things to kids. Jesus, like man, go drown yourself, put a millstone around your neck, and go walk in the ocean. And I've pointed out before on my show that I've looked at all, all of the conspiracy theories. And they all want to get into the kids' pants, man. That's what they really want to do. They don't just want to make you take this. They don't want to do make you do anything. They just want to be able to diddle little kids. Well, you know I love you, right? I love you. Matthew, I love you, dude. Laura, I love you. love all of you. I really do. I love... I love drag queens. I know drag queens. I'm going to be honest with you. Drag queens I know would never, ever, ever dare go into an elementary school dressed like their drag queen show and read books to kids. Not one of them. I should try uh, try to get a hold of some and get them on here. You know what? They all love me because I never told them they were being wrong or they were sinning. And I never knew drag queens that were having sex with other men. They just like dressing like a woman. I don't know. That's a whole... I'm not here for that, but... Anyway, the ones I knew wouldn't dare 
go into an elementary school and try to change kids into anything. No way, no how. But I feel like I might go rambling on or I might get more bitter. But I do want to read the beginning of Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 3 and I've only gone in three verses. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, cruce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those who do good. Maybe next time I'll go in all in and read it. But I feel well, we are in those kind of times. I see that. Because I feel like I'm a good guy. And there are people who despise me. And I will go out of my way to help people. Oh my. And I know people will go out of their way to help me. I know that people are unthankful. And unholy. And these boasters are proud and blasphemers, man. There are people blaspheming God all day, every day on the TV. So yeah, it could be. But I believe that there are also many end times. I think they've been here before. But the devil can't quite get his plan to work out. Sometimes people open their eyes. Sometimes it's just one good person somewhere that can make a difference. And I believe God can open up these people's hearts and make them good people. I can. I'll always ask God to help me be a better person. You know, help me not be angry when I see some of this stuff. You know, I might kick a rock. But I love you. And I thank you for being here. You know, and share the show. That would be cool. Share it. But, like I said, one more time. NuclearKnucklehead at Yahoo.com. Listen to the Friends Radio Network. FriendsRadioNetwork.com. FriendsRadioNetwork.com. Got Let's Get Jacked Up, Michael Basham. Ooh, I need to get him on here. Me and him will be awesome together, I think. <laughs> you want that guy. Ooh, I mean, he comes from a long line of really cool preacher families, Michael Basham. 
and uh, Johnny McMahon. Man, he loves everybody too. He loves more people than I do. Man, he's got all kinds of weird old friends. Gangsters, gayers, queeners, betweeners. He don't hate them. They love him. And I love you. Well, I am the nuclear knucklehead. And I'm coming to you live from the very tip top of Crawford Mountain. And until next time, I'll see you then. The Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion in Modern English A one-page summary Goyim are mentally inferior to Jews and can't run their nations properly. For their sake and ours, we need to abolish their governments and replace them with a single government. This will take a long time and involve much bloodshed, but it's for a good cause. Here's what we'll need to do. Police our agents and helpers everywhere. Take control of the media and use it in propaganda for our plans. Start fights between different races, classes, and religions. Use bribery, threats, and blackmail to get our way. Use Freemasonic lodges to attract potential public officials. Appeal to successful people's egos. Appoint puppet leaders who can be controlled by blackmail. Replace royal rule with socialist rule, then communism, then despotism. Abolish all rights and freedoms, except the right by force, by us. Sacrifice people, including Jews sometimes, when necessary. Eliminate religion. Replace it with science and materialism. Control the education system to spread deception and destroy intellect. Rewrite history to our benefit. Create entertaining distractions. Corrupt minds with filth and perversion. Encourage people to spy on one another. Keep the masses in poverty and perpetual labor. Take possession of all true wealth, property, and especially gold. Use gold to manipulate the markets, causing depressions, etc. Introduce a progressive tax on wealth. Replace sound investment with speculation. Hmm. Make long-term interest-bearing loans to governments. Hmm. Give bad advice to governments and everyone else. Eventually, the Goyim will be so angry with their governments because we'll blame them for the resulting mess that they'll gladly have us take over. We will then appoint a descendant of David to be the king of the world, and the remaining Goyim will bow down and sing his praises. 
everyone will live in peace and obedient order under his glorious rule.